Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. wonderful day it's uh what four weeks without sports now and we're still here you know your uh your unbridled optimism is uh starting to wane a bit no nah, that wasn't optimism that was enthusiasm it's a little totally bit of optimism different. how are uh, we all doing we're good right yeah well hey listen we are 30 days 14 hours 25 minutes and 34 seconds since the nba officially suspended their season so we have been without sports there was a cascade of leagues that canceled in succession following the nba and so here we are we are a full month away from having live sports to cover and we're still here i I don't know what optimism is anymore, so I don't know just, if it's just waning. Just check yourself real quick what you just said. What? We are a uh, we are almost a full month away from live sports. We're a month. We're still here. We are. I, I'm not saying that I've lost optimism. I don't understand the, the definition of the word anymore. We're still here. Hey. Just hanging out. I can't believe golf in the Northwest can keep going on. Those guys are superstars. We've got plenty of things to talk about. You mentioned it in your uh, sports center update. That's a fun thing to to put together when there are no actual sports. Um, they're playing horse. That ESPN National doesn't do those anymore. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> it's it's either that they furloughed all the people that usually do it. Ooh, like yeah, I hadn't thought of that. They're full time. Uh, like Christine Lisi, like she yeah. usually does all the weekends. And I haven't heard her, but I have heard Dari and Mel, like our good friends Dari and Mel. Yeah, great friends. Yeah. And yeah, we we just uh we just saw them leave the building. Yeah. Well yeah. we're going out to lunch with them after this. So. Well we're gonna grab some takeout. Yeah. And we're gonna safely uh sit uh far enough away from each other. Oh screw that, man. Get all up in there we're, with a bro we're coming hug. Over, yeah. You get a give me a bro hug. They're safe. <laughs> if anybody's safe, it's Mel Kiper Jr. Dari Noka. I don't know, man. I guess he's got a lot of friends. So he's talking about all his buddies. You ever notice that? I feel like he probably has a hard time staying away from Tim Tebow, his co-host on the SEC network. I would hate working with Tim Tebow. Would you? Yes. You mentioned uh, the horse competition. Yeah. What's your go-to shot in horse? Uh, go-to shot's a free throw. Really? Yeah. You're one of those guys. You're like, I'm just going to make a shot that everybody should be able to make, but I'll trust myself 
over you. Yeah, that's the idea of horse. Man. And then you get the difficult shots as you as sure. more shots accumulate, then you you spike the difficulty up. Though I have won plenty of horse games just shooting free throws. <laughs> yeah, I like I'll just continually keep shooting through there because what people do right off the bat, and I bet you're one of these people is that you get the ball and you go, oh, I'm going to get an H on him right now. I'm going to get right behind the hoop and do a huge rainbow shot. No, you won't even get it. I will say that is my shot, the over the backboard. But no, I start with shots I can make. I will start with a shot like uh, maybe four feet uh, at an angle, bank it in. Like to see the net. Like to see the net just swoosh. You're a banking guy. uh, The banking shot. Go to banking. The banking shot is is the way I warm up. Like, if I'm going to play a game of basketball, I'll warm up the same way. So if I'm playing horse, I go to the bank shot to warm up, and then I slowly move out on the bank shot. Happy to go free throw. I've uh, done that move. But if I'm going for my, my trick shot, it's the over the backboard. It's the rainbow over the backboard. There's no question from behind the hoop. That's the one. So just want to clarify, you, yeah. you have played enough games of horse that you have a set routine of how you warm up my brother uh famously played for the grays harbor chokers i'm sure i've mentioned that before uh but frank and i used to go out and play horse until our arms were tired like you couldn't even hold up your arm we'd we'd shoot thousands of basketball shots and just uh uh, competing at horse because we play a little one-on-one he was six four i'm five ten it would inevitably uh get down to him just backing me down and then Turn around, making a bank shot. That's why you got to do the uh, so, nut tap. Oh no, yeah, I, trust me. Because yeah, he'll back up into you, and then his stance gets wide enough, and so then you get even lower. You got a low center of gravity, and then right underneath, you just go tap, and then yep. he drops the ball, and you get it. My uh, father, also five foot ten, he knew all of the dirty tricks. Um, uh, he and I won our fair share of games. We played. My brothers are all towers. They're all six foot four. My father and I, five foot ten. He and I teamed up and won uh more than our fair share of games so mm. we i know all the dirty tricks my dad okay. taught me all of those but yeah. when you go down to horse it evens the playing field you go you go all right let's play no dunks <laughs> let's okay. rock and because that here's the thing zach levine is playing in the game of horse yeah he's just doing dunks isn't he well he's a good shooter yeah but is he gonna go and just start windmilling on people zach levine more famous for being a good shooter or participate in every dunk contest regardless of his all-star status? Uh, let me uh, answer your question with another question. Zach Levine, famous? <laughs> that was a very good question. We know who he is. The fact that you had to point out which team he played for in yes. the update, you got three players deep before you had to qualify who they were yes. for the listeners. Yes. Zach Levine is one of those guys where you hear his name, you have to qualify for five seconds, and then you go, Oh, yeah, I know him. If, if Aaron you, Gordon used to be one of those guys, even after just his first dunk contest, you kind of had to go, oh, right, the dunk guy. Now Aaron, Gord- like, Aaron, oh, Gordon, Aaron Gordon. Aaron Gordon more famous than La- Zach Levine? Yes, of course. I don't know. Yes, about- he's the dunk guy. That's how you know him. <laughs> That's it. That's all you got to know him about. How many dunk competitions has he been in? Three? Yeah, but how many has Zach Levine been in? I think it's four. I think it's just two is it he hasn't been in four i don't listen man neither of those guys super famous i'm just wondering if you ask people who zach levine was how many people go maroon five 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 three zero five 
somebody saying a good one to start out in horse is the uh, offhand layup. Yeah, yeah. it is good because it it takes you off balance. I mean, yeah. if I have to do a left hand layup, it's kind of hard. But he, I understand that. But here's my counter argument to that, and this is why I like your free throw or the little bank shot, is it doesn't put you in rhythm when you need to make the other guy's shot. You need to get warmed up. You need to be. You're not going to make every shot. Even if you just go left-handed layups, yes, you'll beat some people that don't know how to play basketball. But people will make enough of those that you're going to have to get deeper into your repertoire. And if you're playing, if you're playing your repertoire, your repertoire. Uh, so what you need to do is you need to take a shot that's going to warm me up. Because if you play against somebody that can make shots, you're going to have to make your own shots. Now, the question is, when you get to the end of the game of horse, do you make the guy... Shooting, prove it, or do you prove it yourself? What are you talking about? In horse, you get two well, shots well, what, what on the does final. That mean? A shooting on the E, on the E, yeah. you either get two shots or you make the other guy prove it. Well, see, now I've never played those rules. You've never played those rules? No. You've got some squiffy rules to, to stuff. Yeah. Like your ping pong rules are kind of odd. Whoa! What's wrong with my ping pong rules? Some of, the, some of them are a little odd. Your horse rules are very odd. Name a I've ping pong. I've never heard of that. You've never heard of that. 55305. Five. Am I making it up? Is this an Anderson family rule or you got to prove it? I don't like to prove it. There's a prove it at I the end of horse. You. I'll give you that E and then you get out of here. No, that's not how you play horse. You get out. Yeah. No, I'm going to make my bounce shot at the end. Bounce shot. That's my. You uh, bounce it off the ground. That's my ace in the hole. That's the, you do the bounce bank. That's the trick. The boom, and you gotta you gotta rotate with your wrists as you go down. Whoa. Yeah. That's mine. Pretty clutch on that. Works no, on eight. Not really. I just hope it goes in. <laughs> so that's your go-to trick shot. Five five three or five. Send your go-to trick shots, and your go-to strategies for horse, and then uh, do you or do you not prove it. So. How old is this really going to get? Because it starts at 4 o'clock on Sunday on ESPN and ABC. Like, th this is going to get old pretty fast, right? Yeah. Like, I, how many trick shots can you really do as an NBA player when you're at your house? Like, if they were in stadiums, this would be a lot cooler because I bet they would bring all their own props. You could shoot it from the yeah. seats. You could, you know, you could do anything. I'm guessing these dudes are either in their home gyms or they... Well, they're playing in their driveways and stuff. It's, it's indoor or outdoor hoops. It's yeah. whatever you have. We talked about this last week. Giannis... Antetokounmpo doesn't even have a hoop. Doesn't have an indoor gym. Doesn't have a, court, a, a hoop in the driveway. Doesn't have a court in the neighborhood. Doesn't he, he have the money? I think that he would. Steph Curry had to build his own hoop last week, and he couldn't quite figure it out because he's never had to use his hands for anything besides shooting jays. Okay, see, that's BS to me that Steph Curry doesn't have his own hoop, but he has, like, an isolation pod that costs him something like a million dollars. We talked about this last week. What would you spend your money on if you if you have a basketball facility anytime you want? You're telling me those guys don't all have the keys to the kingdom to go in, weight room, uh, shoot around, whatever they want to do. I don't think anybody was going, oh, better get a court at home in case the entire world shuts down. Dude, why wouldn't you want a court at home? I'm not. I think but, if you're like a veteran guy like Steph Curry, do you really want to go into that stadium? frigging like every single day to go shoot because you have to shoot every day right like what about in the off yeah. season you don't want to go there in the off season you want to have a space where you can just wake up go do your light workout shoot you know whatever two thousand shots whatever it is <laughs> your light workout is two thousand shots yeah that's probably true 
and then go chill out back at your house, your incredibly large and insanely big house. Yeah, I don't know. I would... I would kind of lean on the side of if it's your if it's your passion as a hobby, you build the court. I think there's probably more movie stars than star basketball players that have hoops at home. That's what I say would say. Say that one more time. There's more movie stars. Kevin Hart, I'll bet you, has a court in his house. Okay, the, I could believe that. The guys that play in the celebrity all-star game mm-hmm. are more likely to have a hoop at home than the guys that play in the actual All-Star game. Now, That's what I'm saying. But I would have agreed with you maybe five years ago, but did you see the Celebrity All-Star game this year? Yeah, you know what? I am- it's just a bunch of YouTube stars. YouTube stars got money, though, bro. But, dude, I don't think they play basketball. I think they literally just did it for... For, for clicks? Yeah, that was it. <laughs> like, I don't think any of them have even touched a basketball yeah. in their lives. Okay, that that may be accurate, but I Five don't know. Five years man. ago, I would have said, you are dead on, yes. Okay, all right. So, listen, I'm about five years behind anyways, so I will say that I win that argument. It's like you live in Wyoming. Kind of is like I Five live in years behind everything. Has Wyoming done uh, stay-at-home orders, or are the people already too far apart? No, they have to have, right? I think the uh-huh. only ones that haven't are like Florida and I saw an article. Texas. I saw an article. Do you see where the fourth biggest hotspot for coronavirus is in the country? Uh, Louisiana. Seattle, Louisiana, New York are your top three. Okay. Number four, apparently, according to this article, some meat packing plant in South Dakota. Yeah, I can believe that. Yeah. I would want to working to meet yeah I've, I've been thinking about that too like jobs that you could have that are beyond the kind of scope of thought you would have initially of like getting the virus very quickly right like retail workers yeah healthcare, all that kind sure. of stuff like yeah you're at high risk but what are the other ones that like you haven't thought of meat plaque pack, packing plant for sure you yeah. could get sick very easily you are cutting stuff all the time there are knives around you you've probably accidentally cut yourself like once a week and you're around raw meat. Like Even the raw meat isn't. You, I think you're just around. You're susceptible people. for infection. It's the same idea as like you're an open sore. As just like every single day, it. just drinking constantly during this uh, during this quarantine and being like, well, I'm not gonna get sick. No, you might get sick now because you know you're. <laughs> My lungs are fine. Yeah, buddy. Worry about your liver there. Home slice. Yeah, your your uh, your immunity is starting to take a hit there. Yeah, there's fairness there. I'm just saying. All right. Well, we've uh, we've got sports things to talk about today. We've got two leagues that are looking at radical proposals to resume play. Um, they're not sports we usually cover in depth, but I think football? they're interesting enough. Winning football. We're also 12 days away from the NFL draft, and uh, one quarterback's uh, yeah. He's done a workout, but his injury uh, report does not look as good as uh, one might have hoped. So we'll talk about that. Um, is it Jordan Love? It is not Jordan Love. Oh. But that was a very good guess. Uh, Jason Terry has a very insane claim. Uh, I want to see if you think it's true. And then um, one Oregon State Beaver. Uh, why, don't, why doesn't anybody like him? So all of those things. We've got plenty of sports. We'll talk about odd proposals for major sports leagues. And we'll do that to start things off next. Sinner and Saint on 1080 The Fan. Looks like everybody's on board with uh, your prove-it shot on the text line, 55305. Yeah, I don't think you played enough horse. 
I didn't know about that. Yeah, I did not know about prove it. And then you have the option. You can prove it yourself. You put your trust in yourself if you miss, you're out. Or you make the other guy prove it, and if he misses, you're still in. The, you know guy that made, the guy that made the initial shot. It must be that everybody gives up when they play me because I'm so effing good. Yeah, dude, those free throws just wear it away. It does. Yeah. I'm telling you, man. You well, just bend those knees. <laughs> one fluid motion, swish. Let's see you do it. I told you, I used to play with my brother all the time, and uh, the free throw thing would never work on him. He he was 100% from the free throw line his uh, second year at Grays Harbor Community College, home of the Chokers. He did not miss a free throw, 14 for 14 on the season. They really called the Chokers? The Chokers, yeah. That's what the hell thought not, that was a good idea. Have I not told you this story a million times? That's where my brother met his wife. She was a lady Choker. And he was on the Chokers men's basketball team. And, uh, you know, they hung out at the same parties, rolled in the same circles, and uh, fell in love. That is insanely unfortunate. And they have two Choker children. Lady Chokers. <laughs> I don't know if they're called the Lady Chokers. but I would assume they I, are, Why right? would they not be? So there you go. What is a Choker outside of what I'm thinking of? <laughs> the uh, choker setter is the guy that climbs up the tree and sets the choker line on the uh, on the tall timbers. It's, uh, you know, out in Grays Harbor, Washington. That's timber country. So the choker setter, one of the more dangerous jobs that you will find. What's that college and called? It's Grays Harbor Community College. Yeah, home of the chokers. You don't know this stuff. Come on, man. Anyways, we used to do, you know, we used to stand in the cherry tree and find a window between the branches, shoot between there. It's all kinds of stuff. I don't know what you're looking things up for, but. Well, I'm looking this up because I wanted to see when the college was instituted, and it says 1930. So. Okay. I'm guessing that it probably took, you know, let's see. Get some Wikipedia information. Athletics. and Well, look for the famous alumni there while you're on the athletics page. Okay, so this was in 1930, and the physical sciences building mm -hmm. was completed in April 1972. That is a fancy college word for athletics. Sure. So in 1972, when they decided to give themselves a mascot, because most of the time mascots are associated with athletics in college, there's no other point of having a mascot, right? Yep. You decided to call your team the Chokers. Yeah. So in 1972, when pornography was one of the most prolific things out there, oh. you decided to call your team the Chokers? They're the Chokers. Yeah. There's no, it's Listen. Listen. It's, uh, you didn't it's, think maybe there was some context to that? Um, 1972. Now, if it was 1930, I would have maybe given them a pass. And then I maybe would have said, okay, when did the term chokers turn sexual? Yeah, the set chokers. That's what they did. It, listen, it's... I think I don't by know. 1972, everybody knew what chokers meant. Sure. Sure, whatever you like to, whatever you like to think. Um, would you like uh, the most famous alumni from the Grays Harbor? Okay, well, we got your brother, so oh. there's one. John Madden. Huh. John Madden is a choker. So listen, you're in good company. That's all I'm saying. I go down to Washington, I go to college, boom, I'm a choker. Boom. And then, uh, you know, that's where I got my thing started. Boom. All right. Um, 
I do want to bring you good news before we get into the sports stuff, because, listen, this whole uh, COVID shutdown of the global economy is uh, it's a scary thing. And so he's all over me. Boom. We look at uh, drink a lot. Boom. Yeah, well, that, there's no question of that. That is Aberdeen Hoquiam. Yeah. Okay. So love is flourishing. Okay. During COVID-19. No more true a sign of love conquering all than two 14-year-old pandas in Hong Kong in an empty zoo getting it on for the first time in more than a decade. Okay. Yeah. yeah. They've been together for more than a decade. They haven't so much as batted an eye at one another. The Hong Kong Zoo is now empty. And I got picture. I got a photographic evidence right in front of me of these two giant pandas getting it on. So you can you actually go, see, like, well, see it going in. I mean, you want to take a look at that? Yeah, maybe he's resting on her. No, that's two huh. pandas getting it on, my man. That's what's happening. And she's on top. Whoa, what? Yeah, I know. Pandas are wild. But the other one's. Yep, I know. Oh, I know. <laughs> wild stuff. You're looking at it backwards, my friend. So you're a big fan of pandas, then, huh? This is this is what really. Uh, no, no. Hey, listen. Why I, is it that people were so excited about this? I understand that we're all looking for like a slight glimmer of hope. These two pandas, they've been caged up together in the same area. Yeah. They've been uh, dousing them in pheromones, trying to get them on, get it on, and uh, you know, doing all the zookeeper's tricks. All they needed to do was take away all the children leering, and boom, boom. Now they're chokers. Boom. Panda has sex with another panda. And then, boom, it goes here, and then right around it, it pulls past the line. Boom. Yeah. So there you go. It's good news. I'm going to try to bring good news during the pandemic. You mean the pandemic? Pandademic? All right. Moving on. Were you not excited about that story? I get, you know, I heard that on primetime, and I was just kind of like, okay. Oh, did they do that on (sighs) primetime? Yeah, they were very excited about pandas. They it's just kind of like, well, you know what? I watched a sixty minutes piece about pandas recently, and basically, like two thirds of it, they were like, "Yeah, pandas are kind of useless. Yeah, they don't, they do, don't anything. do anything. Nah. Uh, they actually contribute very minimally to the ecosystem yep. in which they live. Like, they just eat bamboo, and actually, bamboo has become a pretty good natural resource for the Chinese people to build stuff." Yep. And they're just eating it all. And they live at, like, a very specific elevation yeah. and only, like, a very specific bamboo. They're just, like, one of the most finicky animals yeah. known to man. They don't hunt. Nope. So they don't really, like, regulate populations nope. of other animals or anything. Nope. They're just, just kind of like, so why are we wanting to breed these things if they're so useless? Do you know why? They're adorable. If they were ugly, that'd have been dead a long time ago. We'd have been done with that. All right. Two sports leagues we don't normally cover extensively on this program major league baseball which you hate yes and the nhl which i don't know most of portland's probably just forgotten about because we got the winter hawks we don't need the nhl right okay i'll i'll agree to that i guess (laughs) both seasons suspended obviously the start of major league baseball season uh near the end of the nhl season so they are looking for ways to pick things up and the nhl is talking about hosting their remaining games in empty neutral site arenas. So essentially taking the NHL to a, I don't know if it'll be undisclosed, but a remote location seems to be what's on the table right now. 
uh, putting together some spots where they can go and have the rest of their season kind of in one building. Mm -hmm. Self-isolate the entire league from everybody else. Fairly similar uh, operation being suggested for Major League Baseball. So for those that don't know, for spring training, there's two different locations. Florida, Arizona, you've got the Cactus League. Boom. Uh, Boom. Uh, The Grapefruit League. Boom. <laughs> so, Boom. It's right there. There it is. <laughs> so what Major League Baseball is talking about doing is realigning baseball. Instead of having American League, National League, you just take all the teams that normally go to the Grapefruit League in Florida. They play their season there. You take everybody that normally goes to Arizona. You play a shortened season there. And that's how you get to the finale of your season. And then you have playoffs, hopefully, with fans. But, I mean, two ideas. Let me give you some of the locations that they're talking about for uh, the NHL before you tell me which one's a better idea. Mm. Uh, Grand Forks, North Dakota has been suggested. Uh, The middle of Saskatoon, uh, remote locations in Montana. So these would be places where they do not have NHL teams, but they're just saying, hey, let's find somewhere in the middle of nowhere. There's no cases of COVID. We take the entire NHL operation. We move you to this outpost and then we go. Or baseball just goes back to where they already have all of the facilities set up for all of the teams because they do the spring training and they say, all right, we'll just realign the league and go. At least you get something from the league. Right. So uh, I have now started to grow more and more skeptical of why we need to bring back sports so quickly. Okay. Um, It seems to me that initially there were some good ideas and there were very good intentions. Because people said, hey, this is about bringing normalcy back to, you know, what has become a very unnormal time in our lives. But now it's turning into like, hey, we got to make some money here. So let's just get these guys out there so we can put something on TV and collect some checks, some advertising checks. And I'm seeing that across the board, really, like with the NBA and the NFL is starting to get really tense about that and trying to figure that out. And I totally get it. Well, I'll tell you the the one is you have to have money to operate professional leagues. But at the same time, like maybe don't go to a remote area where people still do live and then just inject a bunch of people who might possibly be carrying the virus. Just overwhelm. Just overwhelm poor Saskatoon. Look, there's like 200 people here. Who cares about them? We're going to bring all these people who have been huge metropolitan areas who quite possibly could be asymptomatic and just let them play. Who cares? (laughs) Yeah, I just, to me, I'm kind of like, you know, maybe you need to think more about the safety of things before you just start to jumpstart the league. I I mean, I get it. Well, nobody's jumpstarted these leagues yet, and I think you put in very stringent testing policies and and do all of that i mean just with even without the the threat of covid19 taking a bunch of professional hockey players and dropping them on a town of 600 people is going to have social ramifications let alone you know the the uh, the actual possibility of covid19 showing up there what you mean you think they're going to ride around in all their pickup trucks getting hammered like what would happen wouldn't it be a fun social experiment throwing half-finished beers at people's windows i don't know i mean the idea of bringing back normalcy baseball uh, bats to mailboxes but the idea of bringing back normalcy versus uh ad revenue i'll tell you the one that creeps me out the most dude listen to people talk about college football 
Kirk Herbstreit got lambasted by just about everybody for saying there might not be a college football season this year. And people are screaming from the rooftops. I mean, you got, you got mulleted Mike Gundy out there just going, I need to get these guys in the facility because they're worried about their players not being ready to play. And you're talking about a lot of guys that will not go pro. They just want them there so that they can keep control over it. So you've got coaches on that side. Then you talk about the money that comes into the universities. And on top of that, you have all the ad revenue on that. These are players that aren't even getting paid. So if you're cringing at the way that professional sports leagues seem to be pushing for the start of season college football, I present to you as maybe the worst offender in that. Arena. Oh, well, and you mentioned Gundy, right? Yeah. So he completely blew the cover of amateurism this past week. I mean, he basically was just like, look, we got to get some money pumped into Oklahoma. And I was like, oh, well, hold on a second. Uh -huh. uh, I thought this was about uh, the love of the sport there and uh, getting kids an education and uh, yeah, we all know. that kind of stuff. Hey, you know, if they're students first and athletes second, let's focus about getting them back in the classroom before we get them back on the field. What do you say, Mike? Huh? No? No. Okay. Uh, okay. <laughs> so maybe we should pay the players. Yeah. Maybe we should all just shut up and give the players the money that they deserve and quit selling their jerseys without their last names on the back in stores. Man, if you're watching a sport, though, to see how that they, they get through whatever happens with this pandemic to college football, man, is bizarre because you just you like you said, you're just peeling back layers of the onion and just going, oh, yeah, this is kind of the way that it actually operates. But, yeah, if they end up not having a college football season, that will be um, that will give us some insight into the way people really think. That is 100% sure. And Mike Gundy, the first out, the leader, the leadership of Mike Gundy on this, uh, wonderful. Thank you for that, sir. Um, question for you. Yeah. Former uh, Oregon State Beaver, Brandon Cooks. Why doesn't anybody like him? It's not that. Well, we'll, f we'll find out what it is next. First, your not-so-sports-center update. Oh, I was doing some light reading on the fan text line. Um, and I think this horse thing will probably carry through. But I just had a, uh, a flashback of a very unfortunate horse shot that, uh, that killed me when I was in high school. Brent Dixon. Played, uh, he was a year ahead of me. Uh, he and I played uh, on the Mountain View High School basketball team. His shot, as a soccer player, he used to do the header layup. Throw it up, headbutt the ball into the hoop. Don't know why that popped in reading through everybody's comments on that. That was the worst one I ever encountered. It's one I couldn't, I couldn't combat. You there? Can I also tell you that when I was writing that update, um, I... Uh, I accidentally wrote, I forget what the line was, but it basically ended in horse shooting competition. <laughs> yeah. I was like, yeah, that doesn't oh, wait, that right. doesn't sound right. <laughs> that means we're giving NBA players guns and uh, shooting horses, letting a bunch of Clydesdales run in the field. <laughs> All right, Trey Young. Trey Young, your turn to shoot a horse. It's like a Monty Python take on it. It really very much is. That's I was like, oh, I will phrase that another way. Yeah, that's probably a probably pretty safe uh, bet there. Um, all right, so real quick, your good news. I don't know if this is good news or not, but the video is adorable. So just trying to find um, bright spots in an otherwise dark world. Uh, if you have not seen it, I just recommend you go on uh, the video and look for the monkeys that have taken over the swimming pool in Mumbai. 
they're pretty cute. <laughs> it's, it's a monkey pool party in India, and um, this is much much better. I don't know if you've seen the uh, the monkeys that were terrorizing tourists in Thailand, but they're used to being fed by people that are there on vacation, and they you know usually had more than enough food to go around. Well, the tourists have stopped coming, so now the monkeys are hungry. And if you show up with a banana or a piece of bread or whatever you feed to the monkeys, yeah, you're getting mauled. This, on the other hand, is a monkey pool party. So go onto the interwebs and find that, and that will brighten your day. Are the monkeys all wearing aviators and drinking Bud Light? Um, yes, as you would expect. Oh, man. They're, they're drinking, That's awesome. They're drinking Bud Light Lime, as they should. No. No? It's refreshing. Gross. How dare you? It's not the Limerita. Bud Light Lime. It's just a little. Okay. You know, when I was drinking beer, I never liked the whole, like, added flavor. <laughs> terrible idea that Bud Light had. Yeah. Well, yeah. But when you were drinking beer, did you ever like Bud Light? Uh, among cheap beers, I was totally fine with Bud Light. Okay. Yeah. Bud Light was whatever. Okay. If you the go to the. The ones I would not touch were Natty Ice. That was it. I just would okay. not touch Natty Ice. And actually, at a certain point, as I got older in college, I refused Keystone. Can we talk briefly about people from Idaho? Please. I, I love Idaho. It's great. Never been. Cousin and her husband showed up for a little uh, backyard barbecue when you used to be able to do that. Not recently. Hmm. Um, and we had a variety of beers there. We probably had uh, some Coors Light is usually on hand. I'm sure that there were Widmere Hefeweizen. I'm a big fan of Mirror Pond, usually mm -hmm. in my fridge. Mm -hmm. Plenty of different options for beer. Usually four to six choices. In the beer cooler, anywhere from your your domestic light beer, like Coors Light, mm -hmm. Miller Light sometimes, yeah. up into your, you know, a little more common local beers, and then some maybe some ones that are a little off the wall. Well, uh, Cousin's husband from Idaho was like, I need to get some real beer. So he decided to mosey down the street. Uh, convenience store, not super close to the house, but he decided to walk out. I'm going to find a Chevron and go get myself some, some beer. Showed up with a six-pack of Tallboy Natty Ice. <clears throat> because he needed real beer. And one of those was left behind uh, in my house. And that became the white elephant gift for probably three years. where We just kept giving it back and forth. We'd, we'd put it, like, hide it in a pack of, like, other gifts oh, for, okay. for Christmas. I thought this was a serious gift. No, no, no. Well, no, like, white elephant you do, like... Here's a, uh, you know, a Kama Sutra book, uh, all illustrated with uh, children's characters or something. And then here's a Walmart coloring book where it's the, the, hell? the people of Walmart, whatever you can find. And then uh, and then it's you, you include the Natty Ice with it. But it's this, this tall boy just kept moving around and you'd show up. So he's like, oh, bring beer. And you'd bring the like, Natty Ice. That plus whatever else you brought. Anyway, or it just kept rotating around until somebody, I think somebody actually drank that thing. No so, idea who it was. So what's your favorite, like, non-fancy beer? Uh, I, Domestic, I guess. I would I, I would say Miller High Life hmm. in the bottle. Mm. Yep. If I had to pick one. I enjoyed Pabst Blue Ribbon. I like Pabst. Though, of course, okay. I do love Coors Light. So I did find out that uh, Pabst, uh, oh, now I need to remember what they are. Hams and Olympia are the exact same beer. Like, out of the same, like, they just go, ah, just put it in these three cans. Yeah. Yeah, somebody told me that. And I'm like, eh, that sounds about right. Isn't that the same thing with Grey Goose? That, like, apparently Grey Goose is the same. As Kirkland? Yeah, as Kirkland Brain yeah, Vodka. I've heard that. 
That's sad. Eh. What are you going to do? Brandon Cooks traded again. Okay. What, what's wrong with Brandon Cooks? He's injury prone. Is that it? Um, that is the main reason, yes. Why are people trading for him then? Well, the Houston uh, Texans he, making the move. They're they're getting Brandon Cooks and a fourth round pick for a second round pick. Now there are a couple of explanations that make this totally logical. So for anybody Brandon, that didn't see, the Rams traded so, Brandon Cooks to the yeah Houston. So Texans. when the Rams got Brandon Cooks, it was a completely logical get because yeah. they were in win now mode. Yeah, and Brandon Cooks, who traditionally has injury issues was kind of like a one-year thing they go look we just need this dude to run really fast downfield <laughs> and give jared goff some room to just bomb um you know and then he performed pretty well and then they got kind of stuck into a corner where it was like okay well now his contract's up all right well let's just pay the guy because apparently we like him a lot jared goff was quoted as saying this past week that like he's an incredible locker room guy uh so they paid him a lot well he got injured more yeah. And they said, how can we get out from under this? Here comes the second most logical thing. And it's funny because it's logical in that it's illogical. <laughs> Bill O'Brien happened by. And Bill O'Brien is very stupid when it comes to personnel Speaking decisions. Speaking of Natty Ice. Yes, he's very dumb. He doesn't understand how uh, the game of football works in evaluating talent. And uh, it seems to be in the playoffs a lot yeah. for a guy that has no clue what he's doing. And it was funny because, uh, you know, the reason apparently that got out there from the media that Bill O'Brien got rid of DeAndre Hopkins, at least one of the main reasons was too much money. Yeah, he wanted to get paid too much. Well, to solve that, he went and got a player who is under a ballooning contract that he has to pay. Well, isn't he paying David Johnson from the DeAndre Hopkins trade? Yes. Bill O'Brien. There's, there's nothing wrong with Brandon Cooks, I think, personality-wise. I have heard some reports that he's kind of a eccentric, odd person. Yeah. But then there are, like, a bunch of reports to even that out or even greater that are, like, from Jared Goff, where they say, no, great locker room guy, comes to practice, does his work. He, he He's a good dude. So, yeah. again, I, I don't think it's an issue of they don't like him. It's just one of those guys where you say – Eh, juice isn't worth the squeeze at this point. Like, if I would have got you when you were on the Saints yeah. or when you were on the Patriots, like, that would have been fine. But you're at a point in your career where you're like a gun for hire. But he was traded from the Saints, and he was traded from the Patriots. He was good with the Rams. He's being traded from the Rams. That's, I guess that's the whole point. He's just one of those guys that is good enough to be desired, uh, but he isn't. A, he's not good enough to be essential to any team. He's, Dude, he's gun for hire. That's what Robert Woods was yeah. until he got to the Rams. And for some reason, the Rams absolutely love Robert Woods and they will not part with him whatsoever. They like him because he's a possession receiver. The re it's, it's the antithesis of the reason that you don't like Brandon Cooks <laughs> is the idea that he's not really a possession receiver. He's a guy who's a big threat downfield. But if you're injured a lot and you're not producing as much as you did the year before you then become kind of an expendable guy and that's why i call him a gun for hire because that's what the rams essentially did for that one year they went all in and they go look we just need a dude who can you know uh who can spread the field out now his fourth team since 2017 it's just it's i think because, he'll be good on the yeah. texans i think he'll be very good on the texans because you also have will fuller and uh you know deandre hopkins is a developing quarterback who's good yeah. Uh, or I'm sorry. Um, 
I said, yeah, uh, Deshaun yeah, Watson. Deshaun Watson. Sorry. Deshaun Watson's DeAndre in, Hopkins does not play quarterback no, he and is not but if he turning did, into a good. Um, Deshaun Watson's a developing quarterback who's good, I think. I think everybody's overblowing his abilities at this point. They call him like the Michael Jordan of football. Well, no, not really. Dude, that because, spin out that he had against the Bills at the yeah. end of the game, you realize what the the potential the physical ability is and the the yeah the potential for dynamic plays but he, i'm sorry man if you're the michael jordan of football uh, michael I, jordan I didn't win can, michael jordan didn't win six in his first right. six years yeah, i down. think you can get a bigger seed than what you were he, yes but again he didn't win his first six saying. in six years hey who knows maybe, maybe they go on a run here now that they got rid of deandre hopkins and added david johnson and brandon cooks watch out for the texans big time big time uh, two thoughts real quick from the fan text line. Uh, one, Natty Ice, the official beer of Chevron. That sounds accurate. And monkeys drink White Claw. I need proof. Well, we'll see if we can find it. But first, we have to go to Good versus Evil. That is next. Sinner and Saint on 1080 The Fan. Have you been too busy to keep up on sports this week? What has happened to the, What has happened? What has happened to the national interest? No time to form your own opinions? I stand before you here today in the midst of gnarly times. Well, no worries, brah. Let the center and the saint shred the gnar while you just sit back and ride the wave. It's time for Good versus Evil. Brought to you by the titan of Hawaiian restaurants, 808 on 1080 The Fan. So many different things need to happen in order for this to actually come to fruition. And for us to see games that could have really big changes that don't look quite like baseball. That's guy who stares straight into your soul and knows all your deepest, darkest secrets. Jeff Passan, a plan dictating that all 30 MLB teams will play games with no fans at stadiums in the Phoenix area, including the Diamondbacks Chase Field. Ten spring training facilities and perhaps other nearby fields has emerged as the likeliest option to work as has been embraced by MLB and MLB Players Association leadership. They're basically saying that, hey, we have to use this plan to try to get baseball back. You like the sport. Does this all seem realistic? Well, I mean, you're not going to be able to go to games anyway, so it doesn't matter where you play them, right? It's, if, if you have all the players in one area, at least you can put in some sort of stringent testing. You can make sure that the players are all safe, and that's the way you kind of continue on with things. I, I don't know what that does to the Phoenix area, but... You have to assume that all the hotels are empty right now anyways. Uh, there's a ton of vacation homes down there. We're going into summer, so there's probably a lot of available places for people to stay. To me, it, it kind of does make sense. It does at least lend some normalcy. What I would wonder is if you're playing all of the games in one place, can you put the other teams in the stands? If everybody's already cleared, right? They're all good to play. They've mentioned that. Yeah, I think that's an idea. I think that would be kind of a cool thing. Having your peers watch you at least give some sort of uh, fan base to it kind of makes it interesting. You have all the other you know team personnel up there. I, I think it would be kind of interesting. And I wonder what it would be from a social social experiment point. We talked about this a little bit earlier, but if they do do that. Man, roll the camera, put everybody on film, make a documentary out of this because this will never happen again, uh, at least we hope. Uh, so I'd love to know what, what it does uh, to the psyche and the, and the 
I don't know, day-to-day life of these players. It'd be you cool know, when to you're trading for Brandon Cooks and basically swapping out the Andre Hopkins for Brandon Cooks, and Brandon Cooks has a hit injury history, I'm sure that's part of the reason why the Rams were willing to move on from him, besides the fact that they wanted to get out from underneath that contract. That, called, that calls that into question. And then when you just think about the football aspect of it, and you look at how their wide receiver room is composed right now, with guys like Kenny Stills and Will Fuller and Brandon Cooks. That's really not the kind of mix along with Randall Cobb that you're looking for. That's a guy who will sell you a car you don't want, Lewis Riddick. In the latest battle of Bill O'Brien versus any conceivable or really feasible notion of draft pick value, the Houston Texans fired off one of their last remaining selections to not solve their self-created problem. They traded for wide receiver Brandon Cooks. Even if Cooks returns to his prior form, the Texans seem to operate in a vacuum in which there is no concept of what the other teams in the league are doing or thinking. Do you see Bill O'Brien keeping his job after the next normal NFL season? I don't know, man. That division is still a little up and down for me. You've got Phillip Rivers as your starting quarterback in Indianapolis next year. It looks like Gardner Minshew is taking over the Jacksonville Jaguars. The Tennessee Titans have hitched their wagon to Ryan Tannehill for, what, $165 million or whatever it is. I, I, I never like the argument that you're about to pose right here, which is the division argument. Well, no, what well, I'm saying. they could win their division. I'm like. Well, who cares about that? It doesn't matter if you get to the playoffs and you lose every time. Uh, yeah, well, but that, uh, unfortunately, that is, the, there is some reality to that argument, which is if you keep winning despite how you win, it does keep you a job. Um, the, the tricky thing is if you have this wide receiver room stay healthy, I don't think they're all that bad. I know we like to criticize it. Will Fuller is never on the field. Brandon Cooks hasn't stayed healthy. If you can keep these guys healthy and you have Deshaun Watson, stay healthy i i don't think they're gonna be bad so i think part of it is yes the teams around them i think another part of it is luck i also want to point out the rams uh are going into their fourth nfl draft without a number one overall pick uh or first round pick and then next year they also don't have one so we can criticize the texans for not knowing what to do with draft picks the rams will have five straight years without a first round draft pick dolphins without any question three picks in the first round very likely to get their long-term quarterback and in my opinion in my opinion if burrow is markedly above the other quarterbacks on their board they should offer four ones to the bengals to move up from five to one that was football douche peter king he's reporting that if the miami dolphins really love joe burrow that much they should make the following offer to cincinnati in order to move up the draft board a num- the number five pick this year and three additional first-round picks in the future. Again, that is four first-round picks in total, including, just to repeat, the number five pick in the draft this season. If you're the Bengals, you listen? Yeah, I think you'd have to listen. Um, four first-round picks is going to change your franchise. The Miami Dolphins have stockpiled picks, but I'll ask you a question uh, on this one. Is there any player at any time in their peak you would have traded four first-round picks for? Mm. Then the, your answer is probably Peyton don't Manning. do it. Peyton Manning in his prime, when you knew what he was, you would have went. Now, hold for, on a minute. Yeah, that's are what are you saying. saying before getting drafted or just just in the, NFL? like even if you knew? Yeah, I mean, are there guys? Oh, yes. Got, yeah. Yeah. So Peyton Manning, Aaron Rodgers, twenty ten. Yeah. Um, Adrian Peterson. 2011. Okay. So 
you think Joe Burrow's Keep going. On, you think Joe Burrow's on the level Drew of Drew Brees, two thousand nine? Do you think Joe Burrow is on the level of any of those guys not having seen him play a single NFL snap? I think you're in a desperate enough situation at this point that he could be. And he's that much better than Herbert and Tua and I think that you have a relatively new stadium that you need to fill with people and that yeah, well, I think you are not I, doing that, and I, this might help. I think if there's a guy that you look at for that trade proposal, it might be Trevor next year, but not Joe Burrow this year. Yeah, you can't predict what's next year, though. No, I, I understand that, but you can make your team a lot better using three first-round picks this year. And I realize that you get one back in that scenario, but that's crazy. Favorite story of the week comes from Middleborn, Ohio. Headline, man accused of pointing gun at waving Easter Bunny. Easter Bunny waving aggressively? A man brandished a gun and threatened a person playing the Easter Bunny who was waving to motorists from an interstate overpass in Ohio. Wow. A 49-year-old man was arrested Wednesday afternoon. He was given a breath alcohol test at the Ohio State Highway Patrol Post but was taken to a medical facility when jail officials refused to book him because of an elevated temperature leading to concerns that he might have the coronavirus. Oh, jeez. All right. So if you have the coronavirus, you can wave your gun at the Easter Bunny? Well, either that or it's a side effect. <laughs> okay, that's good. A 22 caliber handgun and an open 12-pack of beer was seized as evidence. <laughs> <laughs> Need that beer? All right. Cool. Not your best favorite story of the week. Slim pickings out there, man. Nobody's doing crazy stuff because they're all Nobody's in their homes. in the house. Fair enough. I mean, what are you going to do in your house that's crazy? Except big TikTok videos or sexy Instagram posts. Have you? I mean, we could do that. You want to just talk about sexy chicks on Instagram? Are there? Sex- I don't have Instagram. Is that what? You should probably have Instagram. Are there sexy chicks on Instagram? Yes. Oh. There's sexy chicks everywhere. Yeah. They that's... do congregate so they, on Instagram. Then why Instagram. do you need Instagram? Because there's more of them there. Oh. So higher concentration. Let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. Sure. Would you, if you wanted a beer, go to a bar? Or a Denny's. Ooh, if I can get moons over my hammy and a beer, that's a pretty obviously the You're answer. Gonna is, go to the obviously bar. the answer is Denny's. Wait, what? Just saying. All right, that is our uh that is good versus evil. It is brought to you by 808. If you're looking for big island flavor, you can still get it. They are open for takeout or delivery. A T E hyphen O H hyphen A T E. Uh, check out their hours. They've got two locations, uh, takeout or delivery. It's good food. You should eat it. And you can't go to Hawaii right now, so what else are you going to do? Uh, coming up in hour two of this fine program, I've got new uniforms. I've got something that everybody in the world has already done, but Nick Saban was forced to do for the first time because of COVID-19. Um, and then I've got a farewell to and from the XFL that is worth sharing. We have all of that in hour two. Where are you going to go? You can't go anywhere. Stick with us. That is all next. Center and Saint, 1080 The Fame. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.